I think I like this little life. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another review episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 16, Episode 4. That's right, we are back, back, back again. How many references can I fit in an intro? Thank you for joining me on That's the Business with your host, Brad Buckland. We are going to rate, review, and recap this episode. And can I just say, this is one of the most intense eliminations in a long time. And this is actually just shaping up to be a really good season. So strap in and let's get this started. So all the queens walk into the workroom after the first elimination of the season as Hershey is gone. There are tears in the eyes of her fellow competitors as they solemnly walk over to the mirror to see the lipstick message. Whiplash, love Hershey. They're all very sad, but it's the competition and it has officially begun. They all go sit down and everyone congratulates Nymphia on her win, rightfully so. However, Q says she's pretty bummed and she's a bit shady. And she says that she used all unconventional materials and had perfect critiques and doesn't think Nymphia did. Someone sounds a little bit jealous, but we'll see how that shapes up. She's getting the Lucy Laduca Jan edit. The Amanda vs. Jane drama is brought up for those who weren't in Untucked at the time. And Dawn summed it up pretty well, saying that Jane said, quite frankly, I don't like anything you've done or who you are. <laughs> and that was pretty much the gist of it, honestly. Jane says she was feeling the adrenaline and the cocktails and Amanda goes, so you're going to blame it on the edit and the alcohol. <laughs> oh, the back and forth. Amanda will not back down and I stand her for that every day. Jane apologizes for her opinion, for her opinion, and she hopes that they can move forward to a more sisterly shade in the future. <laughs> Amanda in the confessional was like, eat my ass. Like, <laughs> it's just not going to happen. After you do that at your first go, it's going to take a lot to repair that relationship. They have some banner back and forth and Amanda is carrying. We stand. Anyway, so they de-drag and the day is over. So, it's a new day in the workroom. And I just, back to Amanda, I love the way she speaks. She is just good. She was made for television. She's giving, like, the energy of Alyssa Edwards. Not, like, her drag. Like, obviously, because Alyssa was very pageant in her original season. Like, just, like, the energy, the vibe I'm getting is Alyssa. And I think that's why she's a superstar in my eyes. Anyway. Hello, hello, hello. Rue comes in and announces that the Maxi Challenge is RDR Live, sketch comedy show. They will be performing sketches live in one take. Dun, dun, dun. So, they all get the scripts and naturally they start fighting over who gets what part. Plasma speaks up and she says that she wants to be news anchor too, but so does Dawn. Jane says that she would outshine, outshine outshine Morphine if they were in the same sketch, but she denies it. But Morphine ends up switching anyway. Did she get in her head or did she just back off and not want to have to deal with Jane? Because both are valid. Both Safira and Mirage want to host and I think either of them hosting would be very different vibes. Not like in a bad way. I just think they would both bring very different things. And they're like, who's going to back down? No one's going to back down. But all of a sudden, Safira's like, I'm out. I'm going to do this. You can have that. 
and it immediately gets to Mirage's head. Whether that was Safira's goal or not, Mirage is second her guessing herself. She's like, oh, okay, I guess I've got the host role. And it's like, yeah, you do. That's what you fought for and you got it. You got it. You are saying that PMA, positive mindset attitude. <laughs> Dawn says that Plasma would eat up the Barbara Streisand role, but Plasma is not backing down. She doesn't want to be typecast just because she's the theatre queen. Dawn also wants to be with her besties, Amanda and Q. And Jane sums up that perfectly. Gaslight gatekeep girl boss. Yes, Dawn. <laughs> anyway, Plasma ends up backing down and taking the Barbara Streisand role. So that means Dawn gets a news anchor too. Everyone else is pretty chill in their role, receivable, they get what they want. Anyway, so they split up into their little groups and they start rehearsing. Even though Plasma didn't want the role, it cuts to a montage of her just spitting facts after Barbara. Barbara, 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 Barbara. It's like, you were literally made for this role. It's either setting you up to fail or win. Mm. So then it cuts to Mirage working on her own and she is struggling. She doesn't have anyone to bounce ideas off and she's just getting more and more in her own head and you can see it and it's killing me to see. Jane walks over and is still shading morphine and now Jane's partner, Megami, is worried about being overshadowed by Jane and I am also worried that she's going to be overshadowed by Jane. Jane, whether she's a bitch or not, she is a force to be reckoned with in the competition. And I think if you can't match her, you gotta be, you might have to be careful. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out in the sketch. Anyway, it's time for the walkthroughs and joining Rue today is Ross Matthews for some reason. Anyway, Rue calls over a group and asks Maya about being shy again. <laughs> and she just goes, no. These one word answers, like Rue's trying to get her to open up and it's just... Like, chipping away at a stone. Like, nothing is happening. Rue asks Geneva if she's worried about the teleprompter. <laughs> she has one of the most bizarre and left-of-field responses. She says that she used to be a cashier, so she memorised a lot of the fruit and vegetables. What? <laughs> um, relevance? <laughs> They're like, uh-huh, okay, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Plasma tells Rue that she didn't choose the role and she didn't want to be typecast, but Bross says that if there's a chance to do Barbara, then do Barbara. But they say that, and I feel like if they do Barbara bad, they're going to get absolutely crucified. Like, she's a legend on this show. If you do a legend bad, you're going home. So, mm, we'll see, we'll see. Safira also brings up the drama with the hosting, who's going to host, and it, once again, it just really gets in Mirage's head. She's sitting there and the gears are spinning. And Safira, whether she meant to or not, once again, it <laughs> she's done it. She's played the mind game and she's won. All right, we're going to get straight into Elimination Day and they start getting ready for their sketch comedy shows. And there's a couple of really good talking points actually brought up as they're getting ready. Mirage talks about having the opportunity to host Indigenous Pride, bringing two pieces of herself together, both her queer pride and then her indigenous pride. Geneva and Tsunami talk about being part of the deferred action for childhood arrivals, which grants kids with no papers a work permit and a social security number, which is what allowed them to be on the show today. And it's really nice just to see another level of these queens peeling back the layers and getting to know them a little bit more. And also the representation on the show just being top, top notch. Amanda talks about working as a ghostwriter on OnlyFans, responding to messages for them, pretending to be them. And it's not to the gays, it's to straight men, and she's pretending to be this 
sexy little woman and it's like <laughs> they would get a shock with Amanda I can't even imagine what Amanda would say because she's just so fun and goofy and I'm like I bet she could pull, she could pull off a sexy side like on OnlyFans joining Rue on the judges panel this week is of course Michelle Ross Matthews and the one and only Sarah Michelle Gellar the Daphne the Buffy the vampire slayer the everything that is everything to me she looks amazing. She's so beautiful, and I'm so glad that she's graced our screens. <laughs> anyway, on to Adara Live, and the first sketch is End of the World Countdown. Morphine and Tsunami are, like, parodying Andy Cohen and Anderson Cooper, like their New Year's Eve countdown, where they get really drunk on camera, and it's really funny. <laughs> Morphine's pretty good. Tsunami has energy, but it's just coming across as her rather than, like, a character. I wanted a little bit more from her performance. Maya, they like cut to Maya and she's a reporter in Death Valley and she is actually a lot better than I expected. She goes absolutely crazy, like her wig's falling on her off and everything. She's like in the middle of a natural disaster vibe. And I really enjoyed it, but it was just like, ah, right from the get-go. It was like, I think if she started a bit like, I'm reporting from Death Valley, oh, 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 and you know, yeah, you got that for sure. And just like her ups and downs, ebbs and flows. Um, Geneva is Lindsey Graham. And I also do not know who Lindsey Graham is, but whether she was her accurately or was not, it was not funny either way. So that was disappointing. It just, I was very confused by the performance. However, the highlight was the Rebecca Glasscock poster in the background. <laughs> and I don't know if that's like somehow tied into it or not, but the fact that she was there was so random, but I really loved it. Anyway... Uh, then the Grim Reaper comes out and it's Mirage and she's the host and then all the cute little intros play It's like starring this person this person and that was really cute. I thought that was fun uh, So Mirage comes out onto the main stage to host. She's looking cute. She starts strong, but then It gets a little bit awkward like there's like the awkward laugh tracks between jokes. It did sound a little bit disjointed She stumbled some words but overall like as a host, I think it's a pretty intimidating role and for more of a quiet persona, I think she she did pretty well. So then Megami and Jane are like bimbo deck girls. Like they're like s selling decks. And it's this would be kind of funny if it wasn't just a copy of Jessica and Jimbo doing the bimbo gardening thing. Because like they did RDR Live on All Stars 8. And I didn't mind that they were doing it again. But this is basically just a direct copy just switching out the gardening for like selling decks. And I'm like, oh, come on, like you can come up with a different joke rather than just a bimbo selling something like really. Anyway, Jane is above and beyond the standout of this duo. Megami is good, but just doesn't have the impact that Jane does. Cause Jane's just very like, yeah, we're selling decks. Uh. And it's just like, <laughs> it is quite funny, but it just doesn't have the, the same punch because it is just a copy of the other one. Um, but then Ross Matthews pops up and he's like, I'm Richard Pig. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> then Ripple is introduced as the musical guest and performs, I think it's called Giddy Up. And honestly, she slayed it. She, Giddy Up, Giddy Up. It was really good. And when she does these performances, I think it's the most she ever moves. And sometimes they can be a bit cringe, but I actually really like this. Like, I would listen to this song unironically. <laughs> okay, anyway, next sketch is Queen's, 
Queen Network News. And the anchors are, of course, Amanda and Dawn. They're really good. They have some banter. I think Amanda's performances performance was a little bit better than Dawn's. I think she had, I don't know, just the je ne sais quoi of an anchor. And Dawn was kind of just like, she was good. There was nothing wrong with her performance, but she was just like reading the lines, you know? Anyway, Q comes in as the interviewee, as the Stonewall brick. The brick that was first thrown at Stonewall. Once again, proving that she can do funny as well as fashion. <laughs> she said a joke. She was like, I was laid by a guy named Mason. And I was like, that's really funny. I know you didn't write that, but I really appreciate the writers for that joke. That was really good. <laughs> Q was really good. She was a standout in the show overall. We love Last skit is The Holidays with Barbara Shop Quartet. All three of them, Plasma, Sephira, and Nymphia, were fantastic. But Plasma blew the others away. She just, she was Barbara Streisand on that show in this day. She was just amazing. Dawn was right. She was born for the role. This role was written for her. And her voice impersonating Barbara is literally ingrained in my brain. Like, my name's Barbara, not Barbara. <laughs> that was really bad. <laughs> Whatever I did, she did not do. She did it really better. And I'm not going to try and do it again because I'm probably just going to get worse. And I think the Barbara skit could actually pass for an SNL skit. I thought that was really, really good. I really enjoyed that overall. Moving on to the runway and the category is Night of a Thousand Shares. Whoa, I'm going to do share, bitch. <laughs> I'm so sorry in advance. Anyway, so first up on the runway is Tsunami Muse. <laughs> oh, God. Giving Sher Prisoner 1979 Crystal Angel look. She looks absolutely stunning. The legs. Oh, my God. This outfit is, like, so delicately beautiful. She looks amazing. Up next is Morphine Love Dion. Giving the Academy Awards 1988. Beautiful, simple, but effective. It's like a see-through gown. Gorgeous, as we love to call Morphine, because that's what she is. My Martin LePage. Okay, no, I'm not doing that anymore. It's, <laughs> it's already old. Maya was doing the promoting burlesque 2010 look, which doesn't sound specific whatsoever. And the reference image they show next to her on the runway does not match at all. And I'm so, this look is also just not really giving share. So I, I'm a bit confused. Not her best. Geneva is serving us Ringmaster 1974. She looks great, but the fabric isn't my favorite. It's giving spotlight discount. <laughs> but like, I really love this one as like a, to choose as a share look. Share? Share look. It's not identical to the reference photo. So I think some alterations could have been made, but she still looks great. I think it's fun. Mirage is giving in concert 1979, a Bob Mackie and oh my God, she looks amazing in this like lavender lilac dream. This would be my favorite look if it was not for another look coming up, but she looks incredible. Like, oh, delicious. Megami serves us Turn Back Time 2009, probably one of the more iconic share looks, and she looks fantastic. Plain Jane comes out and oh, she's serving this level of elegance that I didn't think we would get from her, simply because 
I don't know. Like when you compare her to being in the Burger Finger outfit to this, it's just like two different worlds. She's giving us 1974 Met Gala, this sheer mesh beautifulness. It's this different side of her. It's gorgeous. She looks incredible. Oh, just speechless. A little bit speechless, actually. Um, Amanda is serving us Cher doll 2001. Didn't know there was a Cher doll, but whoa. Snap out of it. <laughs> Sorry, just like the Cher thing comes to my brain. I'm like, I have to say it. She's looking better and better, and it's a simple look, but I still think she looks good, and her makeup is definitely improving. Dawn comes out in this mod 1966 look, and it's it's not my favourite, which I'm a bit surprised coming from Dawn. It's this orange and blue fur coat, and she takes it off, and she's giving like the more sunny rather than Cher, and I actually like that better. I don't know. I just... Maybe because I'm not really familiar with the look, but... It wasn't, it wasn't one of my favourites. Q comes out in a Sunny and Cher Comedy Hour 1973 look, and it looks like the exact dress taken from Bob Mackie. The headdress is impeccable. The detail on it is just next level. Above and beyond, she looks incredible. Plasma comes out in the Met Gala 1985 dress, and she is gorgeous dark lady. The makeup is very severe and harsh, on her cheeks, but I feel like that might have been an intentional choice because she's going for that like darker side of Cher. Limpia is giving us Egyptian goddess Cher, 1979, I must say. Gorgeous always. Safira, this, this is the look. This is the look, Safira. Vegas Residency 2017. This is everything. I screamed when I saw this, like, oh my God. This is the look that we saw in the promos and I was like, oh, okay, we're getting a night of the Thousand Share looks, but thinking like the whole runway of it, it's actually unbelievable. This, she deserves to win the whole show just because of this look. We, oh, in this house, we pray to Safira Cristal. All right, so they're all lined up on the main stage and Rue asks Plain Jane and Safira Cristal if they want to use their immunity potion. They both say no. So for the first time, it's the judge's choice of tops, safes, and bottoms. Rue calls out the safe queens being Tsunami Muse, Morphine Love Dion, Megami, a mandatory meeting, Dawn, Nymphia Wind, and Sephira Crystal. Critiques. Maya starts positive, and I'm like, oh, is she in the top? But then it went south really quickly. But they also wanted levels, and they did not like the look. <laughs> they asked for her a share impersonation, and it honestly just, and it sounded like Kermit. Shermit, as they said. And I don't even know if I want to try and attempt it. No. Like, <laughs> nothing will ever recreate the sound that came out of her mouth. Geneva's critiques. She did not know who Lindsey Graham was, and that was obvious, apparently. I also did not know her, so I feel for her on that. Not her fault. And then Ross said something that just really grinds my gears when he says stuff like this. He's like, if you hit the nail on the head, it would have been great. Like, what does that mean? It's like, if you did a good job, you would have done a good job. Like, no shit. Like, what kind of a critique is that? <laughs> Mirage is next, and they say that the jokes just got away from her. And Rue says that she doesn't like the hair with it. It's a late 60s hair, apparently, with the... It's a 60s hair, apparently, with the late 70s look. And... He's like, yeah, we grew up watching Cher and everything. And I'm like, 
the 60s. How many years ago was that now? 50, 60 years ago? We did not grow up watching Cher. You may have, but we did not. So I think interpreting Cher and just changing the hairstyle is not the biggest deal in my opinion, but anyway. Jane is praised for both performance and runway and, I mean, rightfully so. I think she did a flawless job, but I would not give the win to her simply because it was a copy. And But, like, I think that's a bit harsh. It wasn't her fault. Like, she got the role and she knocked it out of the park. I just can't stop comparing the two. Q is praised on her comedic timing and her runway homage to Cher and uh, Mackie. Like... Once again, Cube has been in the top every single week, just absolutely killing it. And you can see, like, the look of pride on her face. And I'm like, yes, you, you did that. Plasma, she's the embodiment of Babs, they said. Like, and she is. Like, she was Barbara Streisand on that stage today. And then Cher as well. Killer. All right, so my win choice would have been Plasma. And my bottom two choice would have to be Maya and Geneva. Based on my interpretation of how RDR Live and the runway turned out. I'd give Plasma the win because I think she just... That was real SNL level. She was so funny and amazing. And I would have to put Maya and Geneva in the bottom because they've stumbled a couple times already. Both their runways and performances weren't up to par, whereas Mirage had a really good runway, which I think should have saved her. But anyway, winner is announced to be Plasma. We love, and Q is pressed. You can see on her face, she like hesitates before she starts clapping. And I'm like, oh, she's not happy. But then Maya is announced as safe and I'm a little bit shook. But we'll see why I think Mirage was put in the bottom later in Untucked. But anyway, lip sync is Mirage vs. Geneva Carr to the song Dark Lady by Cher. And I haven't heard this song before, I will say. Please don't come for me. But it was a really good song. I actually really enjoyed it. But now I will never listen to it because of the atrocities that happen on the stage. Mirage has my full attention from the beginning. She's like, she's the performer. She's spinning, she's kicking. I'm in literally entranced by her movements. I don't notice it at first, but maybe it's the editing. But she doesn't know the words. She doesn't know the words. What do you mean? She's still giving an absolute performance. Like, it's so sickening, but the lack of words is so distracting. And I'm like, I could actually cry just thinking about it. Like, her performance would have been one of the best lip sync performances if she knew the words, which I think is one of the most basic requirements of a lip sync performance. Geneva was killing it on the stage. She did a great job. She performed, she knew the words. So, I mean, she was the rightful winner. Geneva, Carr, Shantae, you stay. I, I'm just devastated. And like before they announce the winner, you hear Michelle like whisper to Rue, not one word. I'm like, oh. So they're, they're pierced and they know that she... They could obviously tell that she didn't know any of the words. Mirage just fully breaks down. I don't think we've seen this level of like just absolute... I don't even know how to describe it. Just she's broken from this decision. She basically collapses on stage and she's sobbing and it's hard to watch. Everyone in the back is sobbing. It's I think everyone's truly so shocked because no one expected this. She ends up leaving and there's no exit line. 
because she's just, she, I don't think she can manage the words at this time. So that was actually just devastating. Overall, good episode, just not how I thought it would end. Okay, anyway, Untucked, the safe queens are there, and overall, it's pretty chill. Nothing really crazy happening. A lot of the queens have always been safe, I've noticed. So, like, Morphine, Dawn, Amanda, Zunami, and Megami, they haven't really been at the top or the bottom as yet. So, it'll be interesting when they finally get critiqued on the main stage and which way they go, because you don't want to be safe for too long. They're all praising Plasma and Q. And Nymphia actually says later on that wouldn't it be funny if Plasma and Q were the top two and then Q doesn't win again. Oh, foreshadowing. They all see themselves as high safe. And I'm like, yep, Delulu is always the Salulu, as I say. And honestly, I'm like, keep Raider Queen just for the drama. Whether it's used or not, make them raid each other and then show them the results. Oh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. They didn't show them the results from the last Raider Queen. I don't care if it's like two pages long. I want to see where everyone stacked up, one through 14. Like, give me the paperwork now. Anyway, Amanda talks about working with Jane in the future and she's open to it. She just doesn't have time for the bullshit. She doesn't care enough to like say anything to her. She's here for her and I love her attitude. She's like not going to take the shit. She's here to grow and icon. Safira is also building up Amanda and I just love that relationship between them. Safira is so nurturing and she's just got such a good energy about her. The tops and bottoms come in and Mirage immediately downs a cocktail. <laughs> the poor thing. They talk about the critiques and Q really thinks the winner's hers. I mean, if I got the critiques that she did, I would also think the winner's mine. So, And she's been in the top every single week. You would assume, I know it's not great to assume, but I understand why she thinks it would be hers. Dawn says that Jane was really mean to Amanda and what's the go? Like, what's the tea? So they rehash the same argument. They rehash the same argument. And it's like, why does Jane need to be impressed? Like, I get that she's... I think she's honestly just doing it for the drama. And she's like, I've got a thought. I'm going to say it and see what happens. But they're not here to impress her. Raider Queen's over. They're here to impress the judges and the judges alone. And Jane says that she doesn't think that this is a place to develop a better aesthetic. And I can see both sides to that. It's like, Drag Race is the Olympics of drag... And you want to be bringing your best. But you can't say that you go on Drag Race. Obviously, <laughs> I can't speak from experience. Duh. But you would learn something. You would always find something and do something different. Like, you can't say that you're not going to improve while you're on the show. Like, really? Come on. Anyway, Sarah Michelle Geller comes in. And I just love everything that she has to say. She has a great conversation with the group. And she's just such an icon. She talks about the political climate of the time. And it's obviously not great at the moment. And that reminds me, I'm hoping that there is a political theme challenge. They usually have one every four seasons to line up with the presidential elections. So they had one seasons four, eight, and 12. So I'm just hoping there'll be one later on. Anyway, so they're all kind of talking in their own groups and Amanda and Dawn give Mirage a bit of a pep talk. And she says that she doesn't know the words. And I'm like, cue the producers. Don't say that. I think Mirage would have been safe if she didn't say that. I reckon the producers heard that and they were like, put her in the bottom of the tube because this is going to be a moment when a fan favourite doesn't know the words. But also like, how do you know the words? What do you mean? Oh, it's just, it's devastating. Once again, it's just really hard to watch Mirage leave. She seems to be in a bit higher spirits when she's packing up all her stuff, but it's like, I didn't expect it to be that soon. I really do hope to see her on her future All-Stars because I, once she gets that growth and experience, I think she'd be unstoppable. 
Anyway, my MVQ, most valued queen of the week is Plasma. Like, I can't not give it to anyone else. She absolutely killed it. And her barber will stay with me for the rest of my life. <laughs> not to be dramatic or anything. I don't always want to give it to the challenge winner, but if they slay, they slay. What can you do about it? Anyway, thank you for listening to That's My Business and my thoughts on RuPaul's Drag Race Season 16, Episode 4. Remember to like, rate, and follow, and check me out on Instagram now at that'smybusiness.pod for all updates. Slay. We'll see you next time. Meeting adjourned.